0: Welcome to the Gem Revealed Podcast, where together we discover your soulmate. This is a weekly series of powerful conversations with expert speakers, thought leaders, and relationship coaches talking through the victories and villains that weave their way into our most significant relationships. Please join me, Janine Moniz, founder of Gem Revealed Matchmaking, to learn the raw truth regarding the pitfalls and plateaus of dating in today's society. We will have open and transparent conversations surrounding the staggering facts that one out of every two marriages fail. Let's stop this insanity and learn how to date smarter. Learn how a healthy relationship starts with you. What do you need to do differently to build the right foundation for your relationship? Hello, Gem Revealed listeners. Thank you for stopping by for another episode of the Gem Revealed podcast, Self Mastery to Soulmate. And one of my big commitments is always to make sure I'm bringing you value that can not only transfer relationships, but also your life. And I think the cool thing that I get to do is when I'm traveling around the world, whether it's in my own state or I'm traveling to others, I get to intentionally meet other people and make sure I find out what's going on in their lives to see if there's anything, um, a gem, a piece of gold that I can come back and share with you. So in my travels most recently to uh, Texas, an incredible weekend and I spent some time with Mr. Mark Garrett, who I'm gonna introduce a little bit more. Um, what an amazing gentleman, and certainly enlightening, and very, very vocal with some of his thoughts, which were fully aligned with mine, so it was an instant, instant connection. But the cooler part, outside of something that I would say is our, our faith is a big connection. Uh, what was really interesting in, with Mark is not only is he an entrepreneur, he's a consultant for businesses, But obviously where I was really diving into conversation was where his passion lies. And that, that is in ministry. And it not only in ministry, but really speaking to men, men who need to understand their identity and who they are in Christ and what that means for the future. And the reason why I think that is so important, and if you're listening right now, if we're looking around our world today, if we're really taking a good, hard look Families are falling apart, divorces, one out of every two. I know I am part of that statistic, but more so in the beginning, if we understood our identity, men and women, so this is also for women and it transfers nicely, but Mark's focus on what it means to really, truly own and be responsible for your identity. And yes, it is a biblical framework. So if you're listening and you're already like gonna tune out because we're throwing that word around, I beg you, stay tuned because you never throw the baby out with the bathwater. Hold on to the principles. Hold on to the principles if you can not subscribe to the ideology because Mark is gonna captivate you regardless. So Mark, how are you doing today on this beautiful afternoon?
1: I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day in Texas.
0: Well, it's an absolute beautiful day here when we're recording and I'm in Jersey and it's so great to have you. It's great to connect with you once again. I know it's been really fun getting to know you along the way and I'm just so grateful that you're here to speak with our listeners today.
1: Well, thank you. Glad to be here.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, Mark, you know, before we dive in to this whole big topic of identity, maybe just give us a little backstory. You know, the why is always important. We always go back to, you know, that really trendy thought. It starts with why. What What made this so important to you? Tell us a little bit about Mark and why this area of ministry is something so important in your passion.
1: You bet, you know, and so you mentioned, so I also, you know, am, am divorced. I'm a single father. And, you know, I think that a lot of times as the you know husband and the father in a marriage and stuff, you know, I know for myself I didn't understand truly enough about my identity and my identity rooted in Christ, right? And so we idolize a lot of things, we put our identity in a lot of things as men. And as you mentioned, it is so important for us as men to understand what that identity is and where it should be rooted and what that looks like and really our identity is more in our job than our in our job it's more than in our bank account it's more than in our house right but a lot of times what we do is we get so focused as men around that around these things that quite honestly could be gone tomorrow don't really make a difference I mean honestly it's it's your identity of who you are who you belong to what does that look like how do you walk that out how do you you know by your actions and the things that you do how do you you know? represent that not only to your wife or in a relationship, but to your kids, right, and so God took me through a process of really discovering that and understanding that my identity is in so much more than, like I said, we as men, put our identity, in. it's really funny, the story actually, when I came to Texas, so I actually lived in New Jersey, not far from where you actually live, mm-hmm. um, and uh, when I came to Texas, Um, when my son's mom and I, when we ended up splitting up and came to Texas, she was from Texas. So we came to Texas. I didn't know anybody. And I also, at that point, resigned my job. I was working with Samsung Electronics at the time. And I resigned my job because that was the best thing for my son. Okay. So we had a son he was one years old at the time. He's 13 now. He's a grown man. But that was the best thing to do. I came here trusting God and my identity had blown up my identity in what I knew before, which was my job, my bank account, you know, all these things, right? And so I was like, I got to really understand who I am. And it's funny, because men, we do this kind of funny thing when we we meet each other. We do this like, hi, I'm Mark, and hi, I'm John. And then immediately we say, well, where do you work? What do you do, right? That's true. It's so crazy, because... I don't know, maybe that's the first thing that we we think about to talk about. We don't talk about our other interests. We don't talk about what we're passionate about. We talk about what do you do? And then we kind of do this thing where we size each other up. Oh, okay, well, you work there and, and I work here and I, oh, I guess we can hang or, hmm, I don't know, I don't know enough about that and that sounds different and I've never been interested in that. That doesn't sound like a real job or whatever, right? We do this stuff which doesn't even... Get us to the point of really knowing the person. So you know, so it's just kind of a really just a, you know, kind of a fake way of really getting to know each other. And um, so when I came here, I actually didn't have a job for a period of time. I was in transition, right? And so I would do the the little dance, right? And I'd go, hey, I'm Mark, and and then they'd be waiting for, and you, and I'd be like, and I'm a father to this great little one-year-old here, you know, boy, and they'd be off. They'd be like, I don't know what to say now, like, I I don't know. (laughs) They respond back with, I'm a father too, or if I'm not a father, well, I can't really respond with that, right? And so, you know, I just started to say, man, we get so wrapped up in our identity and things that, you know. I mean, yes, a job, God provides a job, and it's good to, to provide, and it's good to, you know, steward that well, but we know with COVID and with things like jobs, they transition in and out all the time, and so what, when that happens, then where is our identity? What do we go back to, right? So I had to go through this, you know, period of really figuring out what that is, you know, um, even, you know, it was even interesting, like with Myers-Briggs tests and stuff like that, my, uh, you know, my designation of what came out, it changed over that period of time too. I was like, why did it change? I thought I was always this way. And now it's changed to a different, you know, uh, uh, you know, a different, uh, result. And, and I was like, that can't be right. And I kind of even argued with it a little bit, but the reality is, is I was changing. I was looking at things differently. I had a son now my identity was being learned anew. It was being learned to put in more than just what I do and, and things around me. And ultimately that was in God and what God says about me as a man. So I think it's so extremely important. It's extremely important for everybody, men and women, but for men as the leaders, as the ones that are gonna to impart to the next generation and be good fathers and stuff, we need to know where our identity comes from. And it comes from God. He tells us who we are, and we need to rely upon that. And we need to, you know, gain
0: that. And one quick question, just to interject. So, so far, it's definitely, you know, the story is building, right? Mark leaves his job, comes to Texas, and has to figure it all out, and realizes, okay. Who am I? What am I? And then you recognize, okay, I'm really a child of God and a man is has a huge responsibility and what he sees in the mirror when you look and you really realize it's from God. So my question is, is were you, um, you know, I'll use the word saved. Were you a Christian when you moved or did that happen when you got to Texas? Because I don't know if you and I have ever discussed that.
1: Yeah, no, I grew up in a in a in a Christian home. Um, I had great parents that you know raised me well and uh, imparted all those um, you know all those uh, values and and um, just you know really really had that great foundation. Um, and I did um, my searching off and on. Kind of had to make it real for myself, right? Did kind of the prodigal son thing for a little while. Came back. Had a a, a mom that just prayed earnestly for me, thankfully. Um, I had to make it real, right? Um, And so I've always been a Christian, but I would say it was over the last 10 years or so kind of through this process of really discovering my identity um, and how that was rooted in Christ. Um, Not just I'm a Christian, but what does that mean? And what does God tell me about it? So, you know, even as I read, you know, different stories that I've read many times before, like, you know, maybe it's, you know, the story of Moses or David or, or, you know, Jacob or Joshua or any of those kind of things, I see so much more in it now because I understand what the story is telling me personally and us about our identity and where our trust and stuff comes from.
0: So again, as as a woman of of God, I love where this is headed, but to make it clear for our listeners, right? What would you say is the difference between now, again, if, if you don't know Christ at all, then, you know, there's a significant difference, but so just so we're clear, you're a man of God before, but you're missing somewhere of what it means to truly understand the identity. So what's the difference between Mark before and understanding now I need to learn and live in my identity. What's the difference there?
1: Yeah, again, going kind of back to scripture, it, it it tells us things like we're strong and courageous, or we're fearfully and wonderfully made, or we can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, right? You have plans and a purpose, right? So God, all through scripture, is telling us who we are, even from that, you know, very beginning, I knit you together in your mother's womb, right? So from the very beginning, he had a purpose for us, and he has plans for us, and any situation or circumstance right and i go back to kind of some of those stories that where they were in the middle of battles or the red sea or whatever and god just imparted you know look i've got this right me right yeah discernment wisdom and 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 really so it's kind of that surrender and the um and the trust i guess in in what god says and so you know, I just look at it and I'm still on the path. I'm still on the journey, but I look at the fact that like situations that are in front of me now, um, I, you know, I respond so differently to them than I would have before. Right. Because I know that my identity is ultimately in God. And I know that he's got the best for me and he's got good plans for me. Right. And, and he'll get me through it. He'll give me strength and that kind of thing. So, because I know that, and, and, and when I say no, I like really know that. Not only have I seen situations that he has done that for me, but I just know he's a good God and I know that he will provide and he'll take care of. And I know that sometimes when like a door closes or sometimes when, you know, it doesn't seem like it would be exactly the way that, um, that, that I might expect things to be, that's God doing things on purpose, Right. He's planning those things for my good, right? That's another scripture that he gives
0: us, right? So, I mean, I have so many questions. I'm trying to figure out which one to, to ask first. And one is on trust. And then the other is really about understanding specifics for a man. So I'm gonna go with that first, right? Cause the Bible's really clear about the what a, a gentleman is responsible for. And in our society today, it really is so incredibly washed up, and you know there is no understanding. Like women feel so intimidated, or um, actually angered at the fact that a biblical framework is the man is the man is a leader right? So can you tell us a little bit about that? And for women listening, I'd ask you to open up your heart and listen with a curious mind, because the biblical framework was made by God, and it really is beautiful, and it works. And I, I certainly, as a female, love that, you know, I could look towards the man who should be the leader. So could you tell us a little bit about that? And I do want to lead it towards how important it is to trust God in this. So tell us a little bit more about what it means specifically for men.
1: Yeah. So, I, and I think you said it again, it, it, it goes to trusting and trust, you know, so trusting God and and, and ultimately, ultimately that's through kind of the whole, that whole leadership um, piece that you talk about, right? So the man needs to trust God, right? He's, he is responsible to God, you know, in a marriage, in a biblical marriage. Um, then God outlines it as then the woman would, you know, it, still trust God, but also in position of the authority, like trust, you know, ultimately their husband, right? Um, and then of course, then the kids follow that, right? Now, the, th- the thing is, is, is I think through society, it just, it's gotten so confusing and stuff because of all the influences and stuff that come in, right? And, and you know, well, you know, and then, and then quite frankly, you know, men haven't done this well, right? If they don't understand their identity, Right. God
0: driving right there.
1: Then, then then they don't do a good job, right? And so I know there was times right in you know in my marriage or when I was younger not understanding that right. So I'm gonna respond differently, I'm gonna do things differently. Now 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 here's the key thing though. So that needs to it needs to start there, but um I've seen some great movies. Um I think it's War Room is one that comes to mind and basically her husband was just like he was not doing anything right and she was ready to like you know uh, you know move on separate all that kind of stuff she had a very wise elderly woman that said you know all you're do, you're called to just pray for him and and just you know be his covering right you know and so she she did that thinking it was crazy but see god got a hold of him right and, and here's the thing is that, I mean, God, God will get a hold of us, and we may or may not listen, and then that's on us, right? But I think that's just an incredible um, example of trusting God, even when the man's not doing the right thing. No, I'm not saying there's not a situation where you're just like, okay, all right, this is okay. No, there's not things that are okay sometimes, right? Right, if but you're
0: getting abused, it's not okay. If you are absolutely. in a where there's emotional abuse, psychological abuse, physical abuse, you need to leave and and we make sure we say that. But to your point, Mark, I was one of those, those women married very young, did not understand my faith whatsoever. And I did take the exit door. And I look back now knowing that, you know, I know that God has blessed me. I know that I am fully blessed. I would not go back in time, but I can tell you absolutely, if I had done what I, I had done, what I was called to do as a Christian wife. Um, I believe there would have been a different outcome. I, I need to put the, I, I say it all the time. I'm not going back in time. I'm not regretting. I just know that I didn't do what a Christian wife should do. Get on my knees and be in prayer. Instead, I found every reason why I was validated to get out. So, I, you know, again, if any women are out there and you have that faith-based background, um, I love what Mark said. If you're on your knees praying, you're really more accountable to God than your husband. So if you're praying for him and diligently praying, you are going to be blessed beyond measure. Mm. Go back to what that that disclaimer is. If there's emotional abuse, psychological abuse, get out. Be, go where it's safe. But yeah, I'd love you to continue because um, you know owning your identity and who you are in Christ as a female is absolutely beautiful, and even more beautiful as a man as the leader.
1: Yeah, and just to kind of finish up on that is that you know. So God just asks each one of us to trust him, right? You know, in the situation that we're in. And so again, I believe God, he does, he honors our prayers, right? And so that example of you know, the wife praying and stuff, and who knows how long it might be, but I can guarantee that God's gonna get a hold of us as men if we're not doing the right thing. And see, the, the surest way that we will hear from God is when we're, there's not other distractions. And I say distractions as far as just, you know, we're dealing with a lot of stuff, let's say as men and our job and this and that or whatever. And if if that woman can be so, you know, like the Proverbs 31 woman and be so poised to just, um, just in, in, you know, that humbleness, I guess, I guess maybe that's the right word. I don't know is just pray and just pray fervently because beyond every good man is a greater woman, right? Absolutely. And I mean, you know, you look at it as, as men, we go out on the battlefield kind of every day and, and women do too. Okay. But like, if we have the support and we have the encouragement You know, and that goes both ways. Like men and women, especially in a relationship and a marriage, and you know, for as well, but especially in that in that adult relationship, man, encouraging each other and edifying each other every day. You know, like like you know, basically, if the man doesn't think he has what it takes to hear his wife say, "You have what it takes," I know you're a good man. I know you'll make the right decision. That kind, you know, that puts even a lot of like, okay, there's a lot of responsibility and accountability, and it puts the right kind of pressure on us. You know, not the home kind of pressure, but the pressure that I know you're a warrior and I know that you will come out of this victorious for our family, right? How, how, you know, just how strong that is, right? But it starts it starts with us as men understanding our identity.
0: You know, I love, as I'm listening, my ears, of course, are so tuned in. So, you know, for anybody listening who doesn't understand a, a, a biblical framework or have biblical knowledge, this is really... Is really a Disney movie like there's this is pretend it's make believe um, for any of our faith based listeners, this is hard work. You know, we know it's 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 hard work. If we go to Ephesians five and men, you are to love women like Christ loves the church. What a charge. Right. And having the responsibility and men are wired different. They're just made different than women, and women are not supposed to be the man in the house, and that's the way that God made us, and it's, I love the, who I am in Christ as a female, as his daughter, as his princess, as his inheritance, but you said something really, really um, filled with wisdom before, and I guess it's sad, it's more discernment, is understanding this world's fallen apart you know we see their flames all around us and i'm not blaming you know men in general but it's really because men are not stepping into who they are in in their identity whether you know christ or not men have taken a back seat they're falling back shrinking back and you know it's just you could look around and to find a man who's influential and, and impactful and shoulders back and leading the way with confidence and morality and dignity and integrity. That's a that's a gem today. <laughs> that is, that's a rare find. So what do you, I mean, I said some bold things there. How do you feel about that?
1: Yeah, no, I think it's very true. And I think again, it's, it's like uh, society has perverted just, you know, just everything, right? But definitely the, you know, biblical marriage to the nuclear family that thing it's like they want to blow it up because because they know that that's where the strength is right and and even even more so as we talk about like fathers and fatherhood and, and just you know i mean the number of fatherlessness that is is going on around the nation and 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 not only only because fathers you know determine that they don't want to be there sometimes they just it doesn't it's not easy for them to be there certain situations like you know if there's a divorce and stuff like that but that's the thing is that you know we as as men it's like we're trying to kind of figure out what is our space and and, you you look at tv and stuff and the archie bunkers and the homer simpson stuff and so they don't even paint fathers or men in a good picture right and they will kind of laugh about it right and and that's just that's wrong because you know that's you know whether we're you know rising up to the occasion or not, that's not how it's supposed to be. And we shouldn't laugh about it and make fun about it, right? You know, and stuff like that. You know, we should, you know, we should exemplify what it looks like to have that biblical marriage and the nuclear family and good fathers and stuff
0: like that. Strong, a strong, strong. gentleman. And I don't mean physically strong, emotionally and spiritually, leading, yeah. charging, and doing it well and right with morality and integrity. So yeah. how, how do men get stronger in, in this area of their life because it's it's clearly not there and and quite frankly you know not even in the church so mm-hmm. there it, it, it of course it resides inside of the church but not even as as bold as it should be so how yeah. does how does a man become that man of god that you know we know is in there we know that warrior i mean god really paints a beautiful picture of man the warrior man of integrity, bold, courageous, you know, i got a plan for you, you're to lead this family, And of course, we can look through it all through scripture, so how does a man begin that journey, what was your transformation, what happened?
1: Um, well, so first of all, back to, you know, I think even in church, as you mentioned it, it's like, we're being told, well, don't be, as man, don't be too, you know, masculine, like, don't be too, like, you know, in other words, like, okay, so so God, as, as man, he created us to be, um, you know, the, the, that strength, right? And that passion, right? And that warrior, like you said, right? Um, John Eldridge is great, wild at heart. I don't know if anyone or your listeners have heard it, but he talks about what great. makes a man, and, and the thing is, is that, you know, like society and the, even the churches in some ways quench that right? Like, oh, well, you know, don't get too passionate about that because you might be a little angry or something like that, right? It's like, you know, well, there's a line between being angry in a, in a negative way, but being very passionate and you're expressing it in a firm way. God wants us to be firm. He wants us to lead. He wants us to take charge um, in, in a positive way and to direct those that we direct, right? And whether it be in a leadership or, you know, for our families or whatever. And so, um, you know, I think it's trying to understand, well, how do I take that strength, that masculinity that God has put in me for purpose? Like, I mean, you know, if you're going to battle, you're going to want the men out in front of you, you know, you know, so, you know, because we're yeah, going to yes. okay. yes. um, but then how do you do it in a way where it's not, um, where you don't, um, you know, in the process Hurt, or you know, negatively influence, or you know, um, um, you know, do things that 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 don't stem out of your identity, right? Because you're acting out in a way that is um, is is of the flesh of the of the world versus being in in line with spirit and what God is, you know, um, asking you and directing, you, right? And so, really, it comes back to that, and so it's 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 saying, okay, God, you know. What do you tell me first and foremost? I really believe you gotta die, you just gotta digest that. What's my identity? Who am I? Who do you say I am? You say I'm a child of God, you say I'm strong, courageous, I'm fearfully wonderfully made. It's like when we know that from God our Father, then we don't have to go out and prove it, you know? Like, like when I was here and like, you know, it's usually like, you don't have a job, you're not working, right? You're in transition. What what, what does that mean? Like, ooh, you know, and and normally it would kind of be, you know, oh, I feel shameful you know, or something like that, right? Like we, we counter, we go into that and instead of going, well, no, cause I'm so much more, here's who I am. I'm a father and I'm a child of God. And, you know, so, so that's just-
0: I'm a warrior, I'm a hunter and knowing that, all those things that God has made you and then being able to come back into the marriage, which, you know, without your identity, it's certainly hard to have a relationship coming back into the marriage and knowing when it's a safe to bring out more of the softer side that emotion, mm-hmm. you know, some of that, which I, again, I think is really hard for men too.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll give you an example. And I go back to that test that I took. So when, so always previously prior to me as uh, well. So, so when I would at you know, my places of work or whatever, I'd take the test I take the myers disc. The disc. Yes. Yeah. Well, the Myers-Briggs. Myers-Briggs. And I was ENTJ. ENTJ is your CEO you're, you know, driven, you know, um, these are these are the type of people. And that's what I always identified with. You know, I mean, I got good grades in school. You know, I, I you know, um, aced my master's program. Um, you know, I got into business very quickly. And and then, you know, entrepreneurial things and working for large corporations. So I was like, hey, I'm CEO. That's like, that's, that was my identity. Like that's what I was putting my identity in, right? And so, um, so you know, NTJ, that's what I was. So. When I got here and my first job that I ended up um, uh, resulting in here, we did the test and I came out ESTP and ESTP, I was like, well, first of all, no, I like knew ahead of time, it's going to be NTJ and it wasn't right. ESTP, ESTP is harmonious, right? That's kind of the tagline. And I was like, no, that's not (laughs) <laughs> and you know,
0: no way. that's a girl, that's not me.
1: <laughs> well, you, and you know, even from me to me, you know, I have my strong opinions and stuff. You know, I I've have
0: heard them
1: because one of my strengths and strength finders is belief, and it's rooted in belief. And if you know, just that integrity. And so, um, when it came up, ESTP, I mean, I, I used to work for Hewlett Packard, and I remember we would have meetings after meetings after meetings to get everyone to agree. And I'm like, I, and I was always the one driving the product or, you know, the business forward. And I would be like, guys, we got to make a decision. I'm making it. We're going. Right. So, you know, I would, I would, I would spend time getting everyone's we collaborate, we'd spend time, but at some point it's like, we got to go. So I'm not about like everyone. We got to agree. Everyone's got to <laughs> right? So when it came up harmonious, I was like, no, nah, that's not right. And so I, told the guy said, so I got to take it again. He goes, okay. why? I said, because yeah, it's not right. I'm ENTJ in the out wrong. So I took it again. And guess what? It was ESTP. And I was like, uh, no, no, no. Just must have I must have answered wrong. Still not right, you know. And so I was just about to ask him again to take it a third time because I was convinced that, you know, I just must have ate something wrong that day or whatever. I don't know. And um and God said, Well, what's wrong with ESTP? You know, and I said, well, because it's like harmonious and you know, like like that's not me and and not every, you know, I was going down this whole discussion with God on it, right? And he goes, well, but what's changed? And I said, Noth- nothing's changed. I mean, like I'm here in Texas and well, you know, I have a son and he goes, uh-huh. And I said, yeah, I have, a, I have a son. He goes, yeah. And you have to interact a little bit differently now, don't you? You're a father. And I said, yeah, I guess so. You know, and so, you know, I told the guys that, no, I don't need to take it again. I'm good, you know, and I explained to him because he was actually a Christian brother too. And he was like, oh, wow, you know, because God told me that, you know, it's okay to change. It's okay to change your identity. Like that's changing and it's good. Now, if I took it today, my son's 13, you know, it might be ENTJ again or something, right? But, but it's okay to, you know, evolve. And and I needed to evolve to be a little more harmonious. I needed to listen to my son. I needed to nurture him a little bit more because I was a single father, and, you know. So I didn't have the other, you know, at the in the same house at the same time, the nurturing from his mom. I needed to be the nurturing when he was me. Now he's old. We go shoot guns, so you know now it's now it's okay. Like we I don't have to nurture him as
0: much, right? I think what's really important uh, is to point out there is that when you were taking the test. There was a filter over your eyes that was your identity and, and christ was really responding inside of you so mm-hmm. it was just marks a different person as he's reading at you're taking the test and you're reading it as you're answering it your heart is answering differently because you're seeing this filter different yeah. and then when you see the results you're used to seeing you know that driver that you know determine that voice and you know charge ahead but yet it's coming out softer and it's mm-hmm. a beautiful softness it's a it's a needed softness so i think that's just a, a a great great object lesson
1: and see as men i think we just have to be comfortable with that and and the other example i'll give is we just had last weekend and i took my son and it's it's great just to do these things with him you know as he becomes a young man um now as we went to men's summit um which is at gateway and it's it's over three thousand men you know
0: Father. is that
1: like a promise keepers kind of thing? Um kind of but it's it's much better. We get to do we had we had live rodeo there. I kid you not. At the church they they had a rodeo two nights and bucking broncos and stuff and and a lot of times we'll drive race cars or we'll get to blow up things or you know it's man stuff, right? So we get to do the masculine man stuff and we get to say this is okay and my son gets to see this is what we do as men, you know, we'll go shoot guns, we'll go hunt, we'll, you know, we'll go camp, we'll go ride ATVs, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do that man stuff. But guess what we also do? We get on our knees, and we worship, and we pray, and we pray for each other, right? And, and just knowing that it's okay as men to be strong, to be manly, to not give that up, because we need that, in this world more than ever, but also to know where to bring that soft side and when to surrender to God for when we need answers, when we need to direct our families, right? So I think, you know, sometimes we think we're self-made, we can fix it, and sometimes we get frustrated when we can't fix things, right? We like to fix things as men. And sometimes, you know, it's okay not to fix things yourself. In fact, one of the scriptures that God gave me, and this is um, when they were in front of the Red Sea in a time of my life when I couldn't fix it, was Exodus 14, 14. And that is, I will fight for you. All you need to do is stand still. So it's okay as men, even in our strength and our masculinity to go, okay, I don't have to do anything right now because God's got it he's going to take care of it. I just need to stand still. I need to pray. I need to wait. I need to surrender and let God handle it. And that's strength. That's strength, right? And that's what I want to model to my son is that, you know, as he goes on in life is that, you know, there's time to be obedient. You know, Noah had to build the ark, right? So there's times when we need to be obedient or march around the Jericho walls or whatever, right? There's times God asks us to do things and we need to do that. And obedience, that obedience People get blessed and situations get blessed and, and God can use us in so many ways. But sometimes we just need to let God do the fighting for us. And that's okay, too. And that's strength, right? It's just strength under control. It's strength surrendered to God. And it's allowing him to work in us.
0: Standing still and surrendering is hard work. Yeah, it it's is. hard work. Male or female, that is hard work. And it's yeah. a big lesson I've had this year is stand still and let them do it when I am so used to being alone and having to figure it out. And God's like, you're not going to figure out anything. You're going to let me do it my way. Wow.
1: Mm.
0: (laughs) Mark, (laughs) I have two thoughts left before we let you go. Um, So more concisely, what's one or two action steps more specific to men? What's one or two action steps that you would say, you know, how do you begin this journey? Or what's the the right thought process how do you how do you create the transition? What's the one or two action steps?
1: Well I would say um, just a couple things for men. it's so important and again it's like you know the men's summit um, identifies this in fact it was a lot around relationships and stuff. Um, but first of all, that identity is so important and and, and so for men, I would say, you know, and again, I think it can be I, I, actually this this is for both, but, uh, you know, speaking on behalf for, for men that it's hard, it's, it's harder for us, I think, to go to those spaces sometimes is, is really understand your identity, um, you know, look at it differently um you where know where
0: do they get it what would you tell any men listening who may or may not know any
1: well from the from the bible right um you know so but 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 be open first of all to see it differently before you even go to discovering where it comes from be open to looking at it differently and seeing it differently and and being okay with it maybe changing and maybe this is an identity that you when you were a young kid you thought you were going to be you're going to be this or that or whatever um you know God changes who we thought we wanted to be because those aren't the purposes or the plans that he has for us. It's so much better. It's so much bigger, right? Like, you know, I don't want to be a CEO now of a big company because I just know the stress. And I'm like, I'm better being more entrepreneurial and working at companies in, in the corporate that I have and, and building out that and, and really building and impacting kingdom-based stuff. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. And that never would have been what I wanted in the past. so I've gone on the search of, of finding out what's my identity. So being open to the fact of um, you know looking at it differently, and then really plugging into what God tells you you are in the Bible. So spending the time you know walking through some of the stories, even of you know the men in the Bible and what they went through and how they trusted, but then um, really identifying some of those scriptures, right? Um, and and in that process. It's so important to get a group of men around you. So that would be the second thing is, you know, and that's one of the things at the men's summit we really um, discussed is, you know, it was so surprising to me, Janine, that I mean, cause I've always, I've been good. I'm, 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 I have woo in me as well from the strength finder. So I'm, I'm good at social and in interacting and always, you know, and I knew when I came down here to Texas that I was like, okay, I know nobody here. But I found a community through Gateway and single parents and single fathers group, and that was so important. So that's why I tell everybody, man, if you don't have men around you, it's important.
0: Men of faith, men yes. of like-mindedness, men yes. of, you know, a like-minded in Christ. So I think yes. that's important.
1: That Absolutely. Piece. And so the uh, they asked the question at the end of the night, and they said, "How many people here?" feel like you are basically alone and you don't have anybody else to surround yourself with and you know um you know stand up basically over half if not more the- you, you
0: know it was more the other ones just didn't feel comfortable saying exactly
1: exactly and in and, and i and in that moment i mean i felt blessed cause, and i told my buddy and some others that we were there with and i said i said wow like we're blessed that. You know and he's actually new to the area and 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 i got brought into his life and he needs it right now and so you know just the fact i'm like you know to have even one good solid guy you can stand on but then you even have a few others is so important so but there was I was surprise how many people didn't have that yeah right. to no, find somebody while you're here
0: you and why it's so important today is you said all the distractions you know men have the responsibility the provider the hunter provide for their families and, you know, with the way society is going and what's acceptable from everything from drugs and addictions Mm. and pornography and everything else, affairs, there's a lot going on. Men and women need accountability. I know if I didn't have my tribe of women, it's it's a hard world out there. So, you know, men, who can you trust in a like-minded group of men? I would think as you're saying is super important. Yeah. So um, where I want to end, Mark, I think, you know, when you and I first connected, I'll never forget. I was sitting on an airplane and when we were connecting on social, you sent me 85 different groups. <laughs> I'm like, how do I do It wasn't 85. All I right, think it was, it was only... at least 10. So what <laughs> I would say in the shorter time that we have um, before we conclude, uh, how would you want people to get in touch with you? Why would people get in touch with you? What group of in your facebook feeds would be most important for you to share with our listeners and i'd love you to maybe just just touch upon i know that you have a whole um line uh, of clothing that i'd love you to faith-based clothing so maybe just end us there how to get in touch with you why to get in touch with you and a little bit about your clothing
1: sure you bet so as I mentioned, um, I do have a consulting uh, agency uh, that people can always, and that's where I help um, small, medium businesses and uh, ministries. I'm really focused on that. Um, again, I've worked in the corporate world for for years, and still in the corporate world too. But um, it's around building businesses for these co- companies: Hewlett Packard, Sampson, work guides so Now these things that I've done for years at corporations, um, you know, over last 10 years, I finally decided I'm going to launch my own agency. So um, so the agency is called Rise Business Consulting. Um, and if you go to risebusinessconsulting.com, you'll find it out there. Um, and anybody that needs some help, you know, for a small, medium business or uh, ministry, and they want anything from positioning, business plans, marketing plans, pricing, I'll do lead generation, uh, websites, app development, I mean, you name it pretty much. So it can pretty much help your business make sure in the name it reaches greater heights, right? That's what RISE Business Consulting means. So I really want to help those kind of businesses because a lot of businesses in that range or ministries, they don't really have a good idea of how to do that. And I've been doing it for years, building businesses for, for companies, and, and now I do it for, for smaller businesses. So that's one place that they can um, reach out to me. And if I can help in any way, you know, free consultation. I'd love to see if there's anything I can help people out with there. The other thing you mentioned is, um, so being a single father, um, fatherlessness. Uh, the fact that there is fatherlessness is very important to me, and trying to um, trying to fix right and resolve that that problem in society. And so I, I have a group called From Fatherless to Free Movement. Um, if you go out to Facebook and you just put from fatherless to free you'll probably find it if you search for that Um, and it's been great just to build um, this community a lot of great resources in there, curriculums to help people work through um, a couple of things if they didn't have a good father or have a father in their life there's a wound there and people need to work through that especially men so it's for men and women it's not just men because women have this wound too, if they didn't have a good father, you know, there's, if you didn't, or didn't have a father at all, because fathers impart identity, you know, to their children. So for a son, it's, I, you're good enough, you have what it takes. For a daughter, it's beautiful and you're loved, right? Those things are so important. So if they didn't have that, they need to get healed from it, right? So this organization helps give them curriculum. We got movies, books, we got um, mentoring, all sorts of stuff to help. In that way the other thing it does is it takes it from a father standpoint is it gives good encouragement for fathers to impart to their children so we have just a community just a lot of great interaction and discussion there so i'd love to have people come check that out we'd love to have there
0: so they can find all that within the group itself
1: yes on yep.
0: facebook yep. okay yeah
1: and then we do every you know like probably a couple times a year We'll do like a live summit or a challenge, that kind of thing too. Um, But we've got a lot of great resources. We've got John Eldridge stuff in there. Um, Again, I mentioned like the curriculum that people can go through, um, books, movies, um, you name it. And and pretty much all day long we're posting things and and it's really been building. And then the last thing, and this is around identity, you mentioned a few years back, I um, started a clothing line. Um, It's called I Am Wear, so I-A-M Wear. Um, and you can find it at imwear.org, and it's all about, because God showed me the importance of understanding our identity, declaring our identity in Christ, and then sharing that is so important, because people see our relationship and who we know we are and whose we are by our testimony. So he gave me this idea of starting a clothing line where it basically says, I am and then the scripture that you can choose. So you can choose whatever scripture you want. So if it's Philippians 4:13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, or Joshua 1:9, you're strong and courageous, um Jeremiah 29:11, plans of purpose to prosper. Whatever it is, you can pick whatever scripture is important to you and you're declaring that. So I am strong and courageous, right? Like that is something that not only should you internalize in your mind, but it's a way to share it and and to you know, I'm wearing this shirt. So no matter what happens today, I'm going to be strong and courageous, right? Um, and then there's a place on Facebook, sportyourstory.org, where you can go and share your shirt, a video, you know, what your testimony is, why that scripture is important to you. So it's a really great way to not only have some really cool clothing, because it's like dry fit, athletic wear, and it's really um, um, comfortable to wear, but you can also share that. You can share your story. And so we encourage everyone to do that and then go sport their story.
0: Excellent. Do the proceeds go to anything?
1: Um, so right now um, we don't have anything designated, um, but that is something that we're looking at, uh, and, uh, and 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 probably would be around the fatherlessness that I'm so so a proponent of.
0: Excellent. You've been a wealth of knowledge and certainly an inspiration and I'm grateful. And I just want to thank you for spending the time with us. And I'm, I am sure that many people will be reaching out to you because you really have so much to offer. So thanks again, more. Thanks for spending the time with us.
1: Well, thank you. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Have a great rest of the day. You too. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Gem Revealed's podcast, Discover Your Soulmate. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. We really value your opinion, so please feel free to send us your question, comments, or feedback. You can email us at info at gemrevealed.com. You can also find out more about Gem Revealed services by visiting gemrevealed.com. I'll see you next time as we discover your soulmate.